Hello, my name is Joe Hogan. Many of you know me as Epic Grays in various video games and on social media. Welcome to episode 238 of Geekitude, a geek culture podcast that celebrates the inner geek in all of us. Um, our audio quality is going to probably be all over the place because I am joined today by not only my co-host Ray. Hi, hi everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, that's my cue. That's <laughs> but also the infamous Rosie. Hi, everyone. Good to be here. And uh, my husband, Matt. Howdy. Um, and we are actually recording in my dining room because this is the first Marvel movie that we have actually gone to see together. The first one. Which is kind of nuts. <laughs> <laughs> we went a whole Infinity War without seeing a Marvel movie together. Well, and, and the funny thing is, is we're sitting there and we, we took separate cars to the theater mm-hmm. because we didn't want to talk about it on the way home. So we took separate cars back. Mm-hmm. And even as we're like waiting for the bathroom and getting ready to leave, mm-hmm. Ray and I have not said a word to each not other. Not a single word. The, the most, the most we have said is that I don't understand how close to 30 Marvel movies in and people are still leaving before the stinger. I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> I just don't get it. Uh, I did mention something to you uh, as soon as the credits rolled, but I'm going to, I'll bring it back up later on. Okay. Yeah, the episode. Um, so what I wanted, what I was hoping to do, because for weekly geekery, usually we cover, you know, what we've been doing this week. I finished the Moon Knight series. I was a good geek. And I fucked up. I, I fucked up. Ignored my work. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike you, I ignored the work that I had to do. And I watched Moon Knight, which was the series finale. And um more than recapping the series, what I would wanted to do to you with you, and we could do this in a future episode, was rank the Marvel shows so far, the Disney Plus. Oh, Marvel shows. okay. Because we've got quite a few of them at this point. We've got WandaVision. Loki, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. What if? What if? Hawkeye. And, and now Moon Knight. And now Moon Knight. That's six. So maybe once you catch up with the last episode of Moon Knight, we can talk about it. Yeah, yeah. And we can talk about where we would rank the Disney Plus show so far. Because if you ask me, they're hit or miss. They're, yeah, they're a little all over the place. And it's like, yes. I love the beginnings of some and the ends of others. And yes. I like how they all tie into each other, yes. but they're not all created. Right. So instead of doing that for weekly degree, why don't, I would love to kind of take the temperature of the group and see how everyone kind of first impressions of Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness. Then maybe after the break, you and I can get really geeky. Yeah. <laughs> go, go deep dive into all of the crazy Marvel lore that just got thrown at us for like two hours. Yeah. Well, and I, I think for the first half, where for the, for the weekly geekery, Matt yeah. will be joining us, but then I think he's going to go off and do other things. Yeah. And exactly. you are welcome to stay or go as, as you see fit. But, um, why don't we start with the two of you? Because, I I was very curious to to hear how Matt felt about it because not only does he not follow a lot of these, but he doesn't necessarily remember a lot of them because <laughs> he drifts off and it just doesn't hold his attention and it's not his thing. So he he has been the dutiful husband and and has been willing to go see the movies with me, but as a standalone movie because that's basically what it is for you. How was it? It was entertaining. Good. 
It was that's a good that's a good sign, right? Entertaining is like bare minimum. Yeah, I, you know, in terms of the ones that we've seen over the last year or so that I remember, um, I liked. Was it uh, the last Spider Man? Was it Away from Home? No, way, no home. way Home. No Way Home. That one was a lot of fun. Um, this, you know, Doctor Strange, because there have been several of these before, as I recall. And he's been in a lot of movies. There okay. Was, there was one Doctor Strange part one. This is part two. Part two. But okay. he's been in a bunch of other movies. And I'm pretty sure we saw part one also. Yeah, and I think I like that better than this one. This one, for me, there was, and again, from somebody who doesn't know all of the interconnections and all the characters and all of this, yeah. several times during the movie, I'm like, but what's the plot here? <laughs> Like, there's nothing happening other than this this woman, Wanda, wants to go meet her kids, mm-hmm. and she's going to use evil to do it, and they have to stop her. That's like, it. You describe the plot. There's that's the, plot. the whole thing. And I'm like, there's not really character development. There's not really friendships going on here. You're not learning about what's going on and interrelationships. It's just kind of that. And in order for all of that to happen... It was a lot of strangeness, a lot of the whole E.M. Escher kind of stuff, coupled with a lot of fighting and combat, which are amongst my least favorite things in movies in general. So combat, fighting, using magic and weirdness, not a particular combination that's going to capture my attention. But it did move. move. Yes, it did move. I did not find myself sitting there going like, when is this going to end? Or wow, gosh, it's already been twenty minutes. Or yeah, it moves. My my husband is very practical and likes the very practical. Like he wants realism in his movies. So What's your favorite movie? Oh gosh, one of one, one of my favorite movies. Well, I'm getting like I like the Torch Song trilogy, which is completely something different from way back in the nineties. I think with Harvey Firestein. Um. Uh, what else do I really like? I am, you know, I am one of these people who is, <laughs> I saw it. Why do I need to see it again? Okay. So there's probably a handful of movies that I've ever watched more than once. Got because it. I'm like, I've seen it. I know what happens. Yeah. Why watch it again? That ride is over. That ride is over. Yeah. I'm done. You know, so I'm not like, this is amazing. I, I never, I don't think in my life have I ever purchased a movie. Oh, meaning, wow. meaning like back when you could physically purchase them, like right. DVDs. I mean, I bought them to watch like on a streaming service or something. Yeah. But like, if I ever had a collection, I could never understand that. Why would you buy a movie? You've already seen it. Why, you know, then you just have the stack of movies on your shelf. Do you have collections of anything? Wow, and you married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does not. I, I shook my head, which is not good podcasting. No, he does not have any collections. No, I mean, the, the whole concept of it, I'm going to sound like a horrible person. No. The whole concept of it is kind of like, you've gathered all these things to sit on a shelf. I mean, what I, is the purpose of that? They're, they're, they're doing nothing but sitting on the shelf. Listen, I sort of feel that way too. And yet. Because <laughs> they bring things. us joy. Well, so, okay, speaking of kinds of, like, movies that you like, I know... Although when I was a kid, I... I'm sorry, I just did a terrible podcast. Because <laughs> right. As a kid, I collected Matchbox cars. Okay. And I did have, like, I had, like, every Matchbox car produced between certain years back in the days when I was young. 
And I, you know, so I had I had hundreds of them. Oh, you're a and it was really, yeah, like it was really well. <laughs> part of my parents helped, but it was like I thought they were really cool because, but they were actual cars, and I would create rope maps in the carpeting, you know, with the, in the mm-hmm, pile carpeting, mm-hmm. and I'd have these towns and cities, or I'd go out in the driveway and I'd draw chalk, chalk cities. They were not and you could have this whole box. thing. They were not <laughs> mentioned box, no, because it was like you could drive them, and it was really kind of cool. Anyway, but I've you given were like, way too much information already. You were living in that world, though, right? Yeah. And I think that's what we like about these movies, is that once you've seen <laughs> it, you're like, oh, I can revisit that world and play with, with that those Matchbox cars whenever I want, just by putting on the movie or cracking open the comic book, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, and that makes sense. That makes complete sense. I mean, for us, that's strangeness, weirdness, and, like, some weird powered person trying to chase this thing. That's all we need. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Story and plot is like a bonus. on <laughs> And that's where I think I'm like, when I think about a handful of these movies that I have gone back and watched a few times that I will revisit, it's more those movies that made me cry or that made me sit there and think and go, oh, wow, I never thought about things that way or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the kind of thing that it's like, you learn something about yourself or you learn something about people and relationships or there's some characters that you're like, I wish I had made decisions like that in my life because, you know, yeah. something that's very kind of that sort of thing. It's it's kind of about the, the, the relationships and the emotion that it brings. Yeah. Less about the... I don't know the the spectacle, the, the, the escapism that we're escapism. Yeah, for. yeah. I'm, I'm kind of this like world's hard. Let's go somewhere. Else. Right. Although I did love Spider Man the the cartoon when I was a kid, the oh, Amazing Spider Man. I did watch that all the time. That, when I was a those kid. stories were yeah. came right from the comics. Spider Man, Spider Man. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So, so yeah. Okay. Speaking of emotion, I saw Rosie. Crying multiple times throughout this movie. And I know that you like heist movies, right? You like where, like, they're chasing after the doohickey or they're, you know, trying to, you know, track down this thing or whatnot. Did you get, like, did that hook you in this movie or how did you feel about this movie? Um, it was, I loved this movie. Just throwing it out there. Um, but it was, for me, I think it's all about the feels. Mm-hmm. Right, so mm-hmm. if I can cry or if I can laugh out loud during the movie, I'm happy. So uh, this movie, from the very beginning, wedding scene, he's getting dressed to go to his the love of his life's wedding, <laughs> not, and it's not with him. So it's not just a wedding scene; it's the fact that it's a heartbreaking yeah. kind of scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so that's so funny because like when Ray said, "Oh, you laugh several times this movie," my first thought was, "Really about what?" <laughs> Oh. When there was nothing in this movie that would make me <laughs> listen. At what point that I think he was getting putting on his tie and we realized that he was walking into a wedding and I turned to her and I said, You know, this is Christine's wedding, right? And she was like, No <laughs> <laughs> What else gave you feels in this movie? Um, I mean, looking at or meeting America for the oh, first time. Oh my god. Yeah. I was like, Yes. <laughs> um Wanda Trying to get back to her kids. I know she's evil. I know <laughs> she's, she's such a tragic that. character in this. Oh, we're gonna talk about that, Joe. Uh, so, did that question? And if, if I'm getting us off track, then tell me no later. Did they release it this weekend because it's Mother's Day weekend and it's all about oh, crazy mother? Oh, <laughs> oh my god! That. 
I didn't even think about that. <laughs> oh. Like, I thought about that several times during this. I was like, oh, I wonder. Oh, my God, that hurts me physically. <laughs> it's time, Joy. Wait long enough. First impressions. Um, I had, like, leading up to this, it was all about what in the hell is this movie? Yes. Because there was so much it could have been, and so I'm not disappointed I don't love the way some of the things went, but I had a fun. I had fun the entire time. Yeah, that was my initial yeah feeling. I was watching, going, "This is a crazy ride." I felt like they were throwing five new ideas at us in every scene. Mm-hmm. Some of them were just throwaway lines, you know, like, "Oh, dreaming." Oh, no, that's you're actually looking at another version of yourself from another universe. Moving on. Yeah, we just, like, we just kind of dismissed that. We'll just walk past that. That's Wait, fine. what? Um, because at one point, right, Rosie, on the way over here, you said, oh, so every night, because we rewatched a bunch of stuff to prepare for today, right? Yesterday, we watched um, the first Doctor Strange, which there was a lot of callbacks to the first Doctor Strange movie that I would not have remembered. If oh, we watch you're going to have to point them out because I don't remember. Yeah. Um, God, I will. I will point them out to you as we go. Uh, we rewatched the last two episodes of WandaVision. Okay. Um, re, we rewatched the last episode of Loki. We also watched a bunch of YouTube videos about the Fantastic Four. Okay. About, uh, almost Marvel castings like John Krasinski as Fantastic. If I have, we have not mentioned this before. This is a spoiler. Oh, they know this. I will put it in the title. But if you are new to us, um, this is a spoiler cast. So if yeah. you haven't watched it, so walk away. Yes. Walk away quickly and come back to us after you've watched it. So we watched a bunch of that stuff yesterday. And um, thank God we did. Yeah. What did you say to me on the road? Oh, we're sitting in the, in the movie theater as the credits were rolling. Yeah. I was like, I'm so glad that you said no that stuff yesterday. Because I'm like you. I, I'll forget. It's, I watched <laughs> it once and then it's gone. And so mm-hmm. I'm like, remember this? And then, yeah. Connection. The whole car ride back, Joe was trying. You, uh, what, I don't, what did I ask you about? And you're like, so oh, remember this? And I'm like, no. Well, okay, remember so, this? <laughs> no. Well, this whole thing with uh, no. So, so he he pointed out that he saw the the gay pride flag pin on America Chavez. America Chavez. Yeah. And I said, and well, yeah, amor es amor, written on her jacket, which is love is love. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, yes, yes. So I said, well, yeah, she's she's a lesbian. He goes, oh, okay, so it's not just support. It's actually the character is, is mm-hmm. part of the LGBTQ plus community. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah. I said, and technically she's not the first, but she's going to be the first big player that is. And I said, you know, Loki is technically bisexual, but they're really not doing anything with that. Right. And um, Hephaestus from the Eternals is gay. And, right. and he's like, I don't remember that. Character. And did I'm like, watch that movie? Yeah, he did really. <laughs> that, that I did watch the movie. And I'm like, Angelina Jolie, Jim Chang. Like, I just kept, like, naming that that did not jar anything. <laughs> he keeps listing all these people. It's like, you remember Jim Chan? You remember Angelina Jolie? You remember this? I'm like, I know who those. Yeah, I'm like, I know all of those actors. I don't recall them being together in a Listen, movie. I barely remember the Eternals, okay? okay. And, then, <laughs> well, and then it made me realize he was like, well, what is it about? You're giving me these names. What is it about? And I'm like, <laughs> he said, well, it's like, well, they all come together, and then there's this monster that they have to defeat at the end. 
And I was like, well, you just described every Marvel movie ever. <laughs> like, which kind of, which kind of reinforces that Eternals really is not the best Marvel movie no, out there. No, but I was sitting down enjoying this movie that we just watched, but also thinking, oh, there's some things that Joe's not going to like about this oh, Guardians. They, they made some choices. They made some choices. About some characters. Not happy. And Joe's going to have a thing or two to say. Not happy. <laughs> I understand why they did it. I I I understand. I I will get into it. I think overall, like I, some of the big basic ideas that I was thinking about this movie was Sam Raimi is born to make comic book movies. Yeah. His visual language and his choices you can also totally tell that he comes from a horror background mm. because there was a lot of jump scares there was a lot of like tense scenes but literally like 30 seconds long and that's it like right. just for a yeah. moment they yeah. ratchet up the tension he's really good at just taking a regular scene all of a sudden you're in a freaking horror movie and there's a jump scare and then it goes back to normal and you're like what the fuck is that? I, 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 this, I thought that a few times I thought this was a really good way to do the horror genre but still keep it a comic yeah like yeah. so it wasn't so much of a horror film it didn't try and go the new movies route right Um, it's not so much of a horror film that people are like well this wasn't a comic book movie but it still incorporated enough of the elements to make you yes. feel like, okay, I see what you're going with. I also think that Sam Raimi is not the best at like genuine heartfelt drama or like happy scenes. Like it just seemed like those were so weird. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and it reminds me of some of his other movies where when it's time to freak the audience out, he's a master. Mm-hmm. But if it's just like regular happy emotions, there's like a weirdness or like a creepiness to those scenes that he directs. Like Wanda's kids, I'm like, why are they screaming like idiots? Yes, yes. The kids, I was like, oh, they're they're like some weird version of what a happy child should yes, be. Exactly. I'm like, like if those were actually my kids, I'd be bringing them in to be evaluated. Yes, it's like there's totally. just something not quite right there. Absolutely. And I think that's where a little bit like even with the wedding thing, it was like this. This is a representation of what a, you know, a, a heartfelt wedding should be that's in a, a weird space or something. I was 100% like, agree. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And it reminded me of a lot of the choices that he made in Spider-Man 3 with Peter turning into evil Peter and how cringe a lot of that stuff was with the jazz dancing. Yeah, he's just not, he's the, not comfortable going there. He's it's not. interesting. He's not. <laughs> he's not. It's like he's not comfortable going there because I I cry at the drop of a hat in movies, and I gotta say I wasn't feeling I wasn't feeling for Wanda. Yeah. Like I, I like I wanted to. I knew that's what I was supposed to. I don't think so. But it didn't yeah. pull the. It you're didn't supposed pull the, to feel for Wanda you're here. To. At the end, I think you were. Uh, after uh, all the evil that she did, how could you? But that's but that's the thing. I think the whole point, like, because I for, I had to ask him what other Wanda said, and it was like, know that they'll be loved. No, that right. they'll be loved. I I didn't like. Yeah, I didn't it took catch a while it. to figure it out. I didn't catch I, it, I and yeah, and I felt like at the end they were kind of trying to be like, oh, she's a mom like any mom, and once she saw that she scared the kids, she realized she was wrong, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, that's weak. That's like she, she did all these though. awful things. She she did all of these things that yeah. were like killing all these people, and then she saw these weird children, uh, 
and was like, oh, I frightened them. Gee, that makes me realize that I shouldn't be doing that. I was like, it's not mm. because she frightened them. It's because she realized she's not going to get what she wants. Rosa, uh, did you feel for Wanda in this movie? Uh, the only time that I really felt for her was when she woke up from and it was just a dream. Like At the she very was beginning. with her kids, right? She was hugging uh-huh. in her kids and she was happy and then all of a sudden she wakes up. So you didn't feel for her at the end either? Not at the end. This movie actually made me rethink WandaVision. Because in WandaVision, we're supposed to see, I, I thought that show was about Wanda becoming the Scarlet Witch and that being a good thing. Mm-hmm. Like a step into heroism, owning her power. Wor- working through her trauma. Right. But but now, while I was watching this movie, because this movie, she, she's the villain. She is very much from, the villain. From the first scene that she's in, there is no, you know, empathy or no, right. this is a character right. you need to feel for. No. And I was thinking about WandaVision, which we ended, you and I watched the end of yesterday, thinking, oh, so that, that whole conclusion to that series where, you know, Westview is put back to normal and all the people are sort of like side eyeing her and Monica's like, you'll, you'll, they'll never know what you gave up for them, which first of all, she tortured them. Like, what did she sacrifice? You know, I guess her kids, but, um, and she goes, it wouldn't matter anyway. And she's got the hood on and she, and so, that went from like kind of an uplifting like resolution, like okay, she survived that, she's dealing with her trauma, blah blah. So now I'm like, wait, but then they cut to her using the dark, using the dark, and going, oh, that's a tragic series. That's kind of the fall of Wanda. That's Wanda going from Wanda the Avenger to the Scarlet Witch, which now it's like that's a bad thing yeah. in the MCU. In the MCU, the Scarlet Witch, the title of the Scarlet Witch is a destructive, scary, violent force that anytime anyone says the Scarlet Witch in this movie, they're horrified. When they yeah. say it, they're like, oh shit, you're the Scarlet Witch. That's bad. Yeah. You know? Well, it's interesting because like watching this movie and not remembering anything that came before it, I like, I just assumed that's the way she was always supposed to be. Like, I just, right. I'm like, oh, she's the villain. Right. Like, it never, I never had a question in my mind that that would be, that there would be any possibility other than she's the one who's a villain. Just like, I don't know. Which is a choice. The octopus person in the Spider-Man movies. Or Dr. Not, octopus. Dr. Right. Or, more yeah. of a tragic character. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Um, there's a demonic temple built to the Scarlet Witch in the MCU. How do yeah. you feel about that, Joe? <laughs> Because this is a beloved character. For I you. love, I love the Scarlet Witch, and I love Wanda, and I, I kind of go back to. There's been a couple of characters in comics that, at some point, everybody in the universe they're doing something they're not supposed to, and everybody in the universe goes, "Holy shit, this is our fault because we didn't take care of them." Mm. And in X-Men in the comics, it's Carol Danvers. Right. At one point, she's just broken. Right. And they're kind of like, we've, we've, she's been going through trauma and we've never dealt with it and we've never helped her deal with it and we're reaping what we sow. And that definitely happens to Wanda in the comics. Yes. And I don't feel like anybody addressed that in this movie. Right. Because it becomes a, 
We use her for her powers. You know, she's there because she's an Avenger and it's her duty to be there. Right. Nobody cares for her other than that. Well, I realized at a certain point that the time spent with the characters in the comics makes a huge difference because by the time in the comic books we get to Wanda, Scarlet Witch, Wanda doing some really fucked up shit. She does. She yeah, does she does. Majorly destructive stuff. But it's after decades of her, of, of reading her heroic adventures. Mm-hmm. Whereas in this, in the MCU, it's this is what, like a handful of movies, you mm-hmm. know, where she's not the main character. And we're already getting like the evil, evil ver- version of Wanda. It's not as tragic because we're still kind of getting to know the character. But it's also not the Dark Phoenix. It's also not, we're rushing through to get to evil Wanda. Right. I think that they, like every movie, every movie, she has a, she has a trauma. Every movie. That's and it's true. a different trauma in every yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, and so for, for me, I feel like it does pay homage to the comics in that nobody helps Wanda. And then they are shocked when she flips out. <laughs> well, I was glad that the movie moved. Mm-hmm. I'm like you, Matt. I was never sitting there going, okay, next scene. Like, it was a yeah. lot all at once. Part of me likes that because it feels like they trust the audience. Like, here's America Chavez. We're going to quickly explain to you what her deal is in, like, the third scene she's in. The first two, we just expect you to go with it. Here's this character. We mm-hmm. don't know who the hell she is, mm-hmm. you know? And I like that as an audience member. Like, okay, cool. Trust me that I will catch up and I will, you know? Uh, but then also sometimes it just felt overwhelming. There were so many ideas. There were so many, like, this movie is huge in terms of what they're telling us and what they're letting us in on. <laughs> There's so much going on. And they really get weird with Doctor Strange, which I also love that. Yeah. The first movie got weird. This one got fucking weird. There were some scenes where I'm like, okay, blink, it's a movie. Like, what is going on? They're liquid at one point. They're like, they're in a multiverse that's made out of paint. Yeah. And everything is paint. They're animated at one point, which is kind of cool. Yeah. There was just a lot to digest sometimes in this movie. There was a lot in this movie. There was a lot. And then you had to, you had to go with it because mm. otherwise you were going to get left behind real fast. Yeah. yeah. Um, you had a couple comments on the drive home and I want you to be able to give them. Okay. Um, do you remember what they were? I don't. <laughs> uh, well, first of all, first of all, you had um, you had a character that you actually do like show up in this movie. Oh yes, when I was a kid. Okay, so um, she'll come as no surprise. I did not read comics as a kid or at any point in time, except my great aunt had some in her basement, and they were um, I don't remember what Fantastic the Fantastic Four. Four. And I did like them, and I thought it was really cool. And I loved Stretch. Like I just thought it was <laughs> no, like the character's really name is, but he he. Oh, knows is the that character. not the character? Oh, no, it's Mr. Fantastic. Oh, oh, they, they do it. call him Stretch. Okay. And so, like, I just thought that was so cool that he was so all stretchy and he could do these crazy things. And then there was the Rock, not the Rock. What's he called? Thing. The thing. The thing. And then two others that I don't remember. But. Um, yeah, I like that. So when I saw him in this, I was like, oh, that's so cool. That Not that I know there have been fantastic, fantastic four movies, and I know for the most part they have not been very good. Yeah. Um, but 
when I saw him in this, I was like, oh, that's cool. They're bringing him into this, what I see as a much more major um, movie. But then I was kind of like, oh, I didn't do much with him. He was kind of a foil, and he was killed. The first one killed. <laughs> I kind of felt like it was almost more like we're acknowledging that he's a lame character, so we're just going to dispense with him right away by turning him into, oh. a, into a mob. That is kind of, I can't really blame you for thinking that because that is kind of how they treated him in this movie. I yeah, like. and if you don't understand who he is, yeah. it makes a big difference. Yeah, like that, that. that's the, and that's the big thing that I was interested in because I I know that Matt does not retain these movies like we do because mm-hmm. we like mm-hmm. hey we've watched them close together because and watched them multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was very interested to see how he felt the movie was and if he followed it. Just as kind of a standalone movie, um, and you said it was okay. It, it, yeah, well, I felt that it was it was entertaining, it was fun, but it was a combination of fight scenes and weirdness, and those are neither of those are my favorite things in a film. Like seeing people fight just for the sake of fighting. Especially sometimes when you get into this like hand to hand combat, and I'm like, you're all superheroes or magical. You don't need to punch someone in the face ever. Yeah. Like, there's just no reason. So yeah. it's like, I-, I can't sometimes get out of my head and stuff like that because I'm like, you're doing it just because audiences like to see people punch people. And I yeah. get it. Yeah. I get it because a lot of people love to watch that. Yeah. But it makes me go, okay. You're creating a movie because people want to see something. You're not doing something because it really makes complete sense with the characters and with the plot. Yeah, Strange and Mortal. Strange and Mortal punching each other was like, we don't need to see this. That's worth yeah. this. this. Yeah. Is- yeah. Well, at yeah. the end of that scene, Strange devises, I guess, like a neat trick for how to get out of there. And then Mortal is left behind. But it's like, didn't we just see his boots, like, literally, like, blast him off? Like, why can't he just <laughs> use his boots to blast himself out of that? <laughs> Um, was there any points in this movie where you were lost in terms of like not knowing the comics or, or characters or Marvel lore? Um, I didn't, but maybe it's one of those instances where it's like you just don't know what you don't know. Yeah. So yeah. I was following along with the movie. Um, I liked it. I liked the jumping through different universes. Yeah. Um, that was. I love the fight scenes. All of them. Yeah. What did What did you say when Patrick Stewart came on? Oh, I said, oh, look, he's driving Bumblebee. <laughs> <laughs> I was stoked for that. I was so... Uh, like, <laughs> so they, 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 gave they gave him the yellow chair. I'm like, literally, I'm sitting there going, wait, is the Transformers, are the Transformers part of the MCU? Because <laughs> <laughs> did, um, did the chair come in the comic first or in the cartoon first? I want to say it was in Jim Lee and Chris Paramount's, you know, uh, relaunch of the X-Men. I don't know, but I can swear that it's, that it's in those pages. Okay. Yeah. And I was in the two. So, all around the same time. So, did they kill him in this? Did they bring him in and then the kill him? The whole Illuminati yes. The whole Illuminati does. Oh, okay. Except, which is, except Barry which I'm wondering if that'll ever come up. That's a lot, though. That's a well, lot see, to give us all these characters and then all of a sudden they're all I thought they did that because it's easy. Like, they're in an alternate universe. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, oh, we're going to create this alternate universe, 
And then we're going to have all of these really well-known and many beloved yes. superheroes. And we are free to kill them all yes. because it's a free pass. It yes. doesn't matter because they're not the actual versions. Exactly. They're this alternate version. Yes. So we can go ahead and kill them all and have the whole audience go, oh, my God, they killed. But they well, really. it's a device to show how powerful and scary Wanda is. Yeah. yeah. It is, right? Yeah. It's, and, and that was interesting, too, to me, was how powerful the Scarlet Witch is. Like, yeah. you would think... At least I would think the Sorcerer Supreme is a supreme fucking sorcerer. Mm-hmm. And early on, he's like, yeah, no, I'm no magic. Like, this is the Scarlet Witch. Like, and that kind of shocked me. I mean, I guess, Joe, you know the character better from the comics. Does that track with the, her power level? It comics? does, just because her power revolves around reality and chaos. And so she can basically do anything. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's always been confined by her confidence in herself or her belief that she can do. I mean, she basically wiped out the entire mutant race at one point. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, and all she did was no more mutants and then they're just gone. Like yeah. their powers are just gone. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought it was very interesting that they made a distinction between sorcery and witchcraft. Mm-hmm. I thought that was, but you're right. Like they, they, there was so much stuff. And kept throwing it so, much stuff. so we officially now have the 616 named. Right. As the MCU, which in the comics, the comics are the 616 universe. It shouldn't be like, I got the same thing. It shouldn't be the 616. It's not the 616. It's not. It's different. (laughs) And they've acknowledged that in the comics, right? Yeah. The MCU is something different. It's another universe. Yeah. But I thought that was really interesting. They have, they went far in that. I think that was the second act of the movie. They went pretty far. What you looking up? So. I'm trying to think of some of the things that were callbacks to the first Doctor Strange movie. I know, I think the watch. The I watch. thought it was maybe meaningful to someone it, somewhere. It is. The numbers, the numbers have to do with when the first published comic is for most of them. I mean, it changes. Is that what it is? I yeah. Oh. I, um, I looked up what the 616 area code is. Oh, I thought, oh, oh maybe it's the hometown of the director. Grand Rapids, Michigan, which doesn't seem like it would Never be anything. Neil, Neil Gaiman, I think he's going for 2616. No, 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 that's wrong. Yeah, I don't remember who did it, but I think it's because didn't the Marvel? Well, they started in '64. Yeah, so I don't know what the there's something there. Someone well, Silver Star, Silver Star. Lyle, Lyle right now is going. God damn it, did you? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there was a lot, but uh, I think a Doctor Strange movie is kind of supposed to be a lot. Yeah, yeah. They no, they've so always so said weird. that that the it was going to be well. I mean, basically, I feel like this was supposed to be the first Avengers movie of this oh. phase, wasn't it? Isn't this supposed to be the big? That makes sense. The way that Iron Man was sort of the the central character of the first, you know, few phases. If I had said that yeah. Strange is his favorite comic book character, so you know, Strange is going to be. Taking the role of that Tony Stark did. Yeah, he's, first the, he's the Iron Man of the. Yes, yes. Yeah. I was a little bit bummed that we didn't see Vision. Mm-hmm. I just thought mm-hmm. Wanda, mm-hmm. kids, multiverse, Vision, and we got no Vision. No Vision. Well, and I don't, I don't think. Oh, well, that's for the second half. We can when when he we can take a break when he gets here. Oh, my 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 uh, my mother in law is texting us to see if we want to bring Ollie back. So 
Uh, she will probably bring him back. And so if you hear barking, it's because he's very excited to have people here. Um, any last first impressions? We should probably, how long are we recording? We should probably break for a commercial break. Yeah, uh, about a half an hour. Okay, yeah, we'll for 30 or 45 minutes. Yeah. Cool. Any other last first impressions of this? How, do, how does this fit with your, cause you, you've watched them all probably closest back to back for your, like just the first time through. Mm-hmm. How does this fit in the overall MCU for you? Great question. Um, I mean, I think it's, it's, I always have to be reminded of the movie that I've watched. Mm-hmm. Um, I had been missing something. We were on watching MCU movies for a long time, so I'm really glad that, that we got to watch this one. Um, oh, like you were missing the MCU? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like something. Um, I would say maybe because it's just fresh in my memory, um, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I really enjoyed like all of the, all of the magic, which is weird because initially that really threw me off. I think I'm with Matt, I'm more into like realistic movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's grown on me. So I, I really enjoyed this one. Mm-hmm. The first Doctor Strange was an origin story. I wonder why, I wonder if that's why you, you liked it more. Because it's keying you in on, it's more character development. It's keying you in on, who yeah. is this character? Yeah. Why do we care about him? What is his story? Yeah. You know? I felt like I got to know the character a little bit more mm-hmm. and who is this person or whatever. I mean, I'll say of the various Avengers, Doctor Strange is probably one of my least favorite. Mm-hmm. It's just not, again, the magic thing, I think a little bit, the weirdness, the sorcery, mm-hmm. um, I think my favorite Marvel movies, and Joe's going to roll his eyes and go, oh my God. Because <laughs> um, I don't know that it fits into any of this. Is, Ant-Man. Uh, I, although I like Ant-Man. And Joe does like, you know, the Guardians of the Galaxy. He actually likes oh, Guardians. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. I think because it's, it's a little tongue in cheek. Yeah. It doesn't take itself very seriously at all, which is, I think, what some people don't like about it. Both movies are really good, though. Like, yeah, they're clever and they're witty and they're funny. And they do do, they do character development. Yes, very much. I can relate to the different characters in it or I can, you know, I get more the feels in, in some of those. And, you know, I think they use music a lot in those, you know, the songs and it's it's relevant and they're playing different things. So for me, there's, there's a lot to kind of, I don't know, get into with those, even though they are more silly in Mm. some ways. I like those a lot, and I like Thor and some of the Thor movies. In he's particular, gonna, he's gonna love Thor: Love and Thunder. Oh my god, because it's what, Thor yeah. and Guardians of the Galaxy. Two months. Away. I can't wait. Yeah. Like that. Yes, that that is fun. I mean, it's like uh, it's kind of. I think I'm anticipating it's gonna be kind of funny. It's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of humor, a lot of dry humor, yeah. a lot of kind of one liners, which I really like, and a bunch of hot guys. So, <laughs> uh, you know, um, much. Correct me if I'm wrong, Rosie, but I feel like with you, there doesn't have to be a whole lot of feels happening. You will key in on those feels and you yes. will, you will live there. Right. Um, so obviously this movie hit those marks for you. <laughs> Several times. I, so what, what were the emotional moments for you? Because you said you didn't really feel bad for Wanda at the end. She said the wedding. Yeah. Okay. The wedding, um, meeting. America for the first time, I was really excited 
obviously all of the fight scenes with like excitement. What about what did you say about her speaking Spanish? I I thought it was really cool being partly from Mexico City, and I feel like she spoke Chilango Spanish was like a really cool. Like, oh, she she. Explain what Chilango Spanish is. Chilango Spanish is like, um, I mean, I, I don't know. I, is it like New it. York English is to right, right. here? It's yes. like a certain yeah. regional dialect. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. And it's it's known to be from Mexico City area, and there's certain slang. It's like a it's like a, a regional slang that is mm-hmm. like folded into and part of the Spanish that they speak there. Yeah. Okay, um, and you know, sense. right, when you're, when you're, if, if you're Spanish speaking, especially from Mexico, and you know when you're speaking to somebody from that part oh, yeah. of Mexico. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. So I didn't even pick up on that at all. She, she picked that, picked up on that and pointed it out to me. And I was like, sure, you're right. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Um, and all, yeah, like I said, the, all of the fight scenes, super exciting. Um, scary moment, scary moment. There was some stuff that made you cry towards the end. I'm trying to think of what it was. But you were definitely tear. And I, was, I remember thinking, really, really, <laughs> even even that was it. Was well, it strange like and Christine? Yeah, I think the, the goodbye, the like, right? He want she wanted, or she thought it would be interesting to get to like know his universe and everything like that. I thought it was gonna happen. Yeah, for a split second, I thought it's gonna take me back. Around. Yeah, that's that's what I thought. I was like, "It's so weird." It's like, is it because because the Christine in our in the six one six apparently the six one six? I we'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's not a superhero. Like this one's a superhero. This one's yeah. been through some stuff. Yeah, you can tell. Um, the other one is just like, no, I I wouldn't want to just like walk down the street and see another me. That'd be weird. Yeah. <laughs> right. It'd be very right. weird. Uh, but I also thought, like, wow, how gutsy to make a... I feel like they're flirting with a lot of interesting ideas that are stuff like that. So it, it, I guess I wouldn't have been shocked if they had made that choice at the end, you know? But I guess leading into the heartbreak. We will, we will let him bark once on the, we're gonna, we're just about to go to commercial break, but I know there are several of you that you should probably be able to hear him right now. <laughs> there are some of you that love little Ollie appearances, so he's making a little appearance. All right. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> when toxic culture has you down. When you're just looking to laugh and have fun. Kick back and enjoy watching a video game. Or just make some new friends. It's time to visit the geek to geek Media Network. A community of podcasters, streamers, and bloggers. Well, more of a family than a community. All dedicated to geeking out about the things we love. Things like... Video games. Star Wars. Beep, 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 beep. Comics. Beep. Movies, K-pop, Disney Plus, Keanu. Keanu Reeves, New, or whatever our community decides is the next best thing. That's right. We have a great online community on Slack and Discord where we chat about our weekly geekery with listeners and viewers. And each other. Yep, and each other in real time. And we can't wait for you to join us. So come check us out at geek2geekmedia.com. And escape toxic fandom for something much more... Keanu? Yes, Keanu. Okay, we're back, and uh, Matt and Rosie have fled <laughs> because they know how geeky it's about to get in here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Joe, yes. there is so much to get into, and I feel like 
uh, I don't want to miss something. This is a, like you keep saying, this is a special podcast because we are basically have had no time to process this movie. No. Normally you and I record a podcast on a Saturday or Sunday morning and we've seen whatever new Marvel movie, you know, within the last 24 to 48 hours. But we've had time to sit and think about it and kind of process our thoughts. I'll make a list. You know, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. We have none of that right no, now. No, no, this is all off the cuff, which is kind of what we wanted to try because we've never done this before. Yeah. Um, but we've also never talked to each other this close to the, like, because we don't, we don't talk to each other after a movie. Right. Like, we will literally wait until we are recording, which is kind of nuts. Like, we're insane people. Yeah, so this movie really is in the multiverse of madness. There is this is one of the bigger Marvel movies, I feel. Like. Yeah, and and bigger, maybe not. I mean, in scope, like like the Eternals, but also just in terms of how dense the action and the and and the the plot is. Well, maybe not the plot, but um, it feels like there's so many ideas. The, the movie starts off with America Chavez is the first time we're seeing her and her and another version of Doctor Strange. Yeah, Defender, uh, Defender Strange. Um, okay, where do, you, where do you get that from, Defender Strange? The toy. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, they, they released a toy and it, it was um, listed as Defender Strange. Got it. Okay. I think that's what it is. I, there's somebody, I'm sure if I've got it wrong, there's somebody shouting at the radio. So they're running through this space and we don't know what this space is yet right apparently it's the uh space between universes Mm -hmm. right and they're being chased by a demon (laughs) and before you really get a sense of what is going on defender strange is dead yeah like gone (laughs) killed by the demon and (laughs) i thought this was gonna be sidorak because the demon, yeah, because they, I thought it was going to be a much bigger deal mm. because you know they always talk about the crimson bands of Sidrak, and so I figured that that that's you know a lot of the videos have said that that's who they think it is. Mm-hmm. No, it's just a demon, yeah, just a demon, just a demon. Um, and we don't know why this demon is chasing them. We don't know what the demon is trying to get at. Uh, suddenly this, uh, new character, America Chavez creates a portal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think at first we're not even sure how or why that happens. She's, mm-hmm. she's about to be killed. It looks like that's what we're thinking at that point. And suddenly a portal opens behind her and her and, and strange go through the portal. Yeah. Right. Now I've got to say, I feel like the fact that she makes a star shaped portal. Yes. In the comics, I feel like it plays well because it's two-dimensional. Yes. I was really worried that it was going to be a little cheesy in this, mm. and I don't think it was. What no, did you think? it worked for me. Yeah. I was not – I had no awareness of how her powers work in the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I think it was cool. It, it was a cool little device. It, it was also – it made it interesting and unique to this character. Because yeah. we've seen other portals open in different ways. But this is like, oh, you know, this is America's world. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, d- how do you, I mean, this is not a new character. It's new to the MCU. She's new to the MCU, but she's not a, a new character. And she's been in comics for a few years now, right? Mm-hmm. What is d- America? Like, what? 
I don't know. There, I don't Joe? know what the. I don't know <laughs> What's what the. Going on there? Uh, you know, was was it was it inspired by America Ferrera? I don't know. That's the only thing I can think of is that because I mean, well, I what I think. I think she was supposed to take a Captain America place, like in one of the Young Avenger type huh. things, and so that's they they wanted something America themed to to hold on to that image of a Captain America type character. Okay, and so I think that's why they went that direction. That's my understanding. I could be completely wrong. So America Chavez is. I guess from a from a dimension or from a, a multiverse or a universe called the Utopia mm-hmm. parallel, Utopian parallel, the Utopian parallel. So it's basically like perfect universe. Yeah, right? and and I think all the people there are enhanced. Now there is a recent retcon that says that that place doesn't actually exist, and it was just a left. What? Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Created by Joe Casey and Nick Dragata, um, Chavez first appeared in Vengeance Number no. One, September 2011. Oh, she's over 10 years old. This character is over 10 years old. Um, she is Marvel's first Latin American LGBTQ plus character to star in an ongoing series. Um, right away, Joe, I noticed a concerted effort in this film. To diversify everything, and we're not just I'm not just talking about you know the fact that um, America Chavez is introduced and um, Wong plays this. You can tell Wong is going to play a substantial role in this film mm-hmm. from the start. And then you know when when um, Dead Defender Strange and America go to escape from that demon through that portal, they end up in our MCU six one six. And Stephen Strange is getting ready to go to a wedding and we find out that it's Christine's wedding and she's marrying a black man. And you look in the, in the, in the, uh, audience, I guess, the pews of the wedding and it's so diverse. Right. I mean, you got, <laughs> right. United Nations there. And it, it, to me, it, it seemed like a very obvious, you know, sort of, um, plan on Marvel's part to say, all right, we're going to, we're going to reflect a non-white world or, you know, maybe a, a less white world going forward in our, did, did you, did you appreciate that? Or, cause I know sometimes you feel like it plays as just trying to be diverse and not necessarily accomplishing it. Do you feel like it actually accomplished it? I mean, it definitely accomplished diversity to me, but also there's there's a second read to that for me, which is it feels like checking boxes. You know? And I and as I'm watching, it did take me out of the, the, the movie you know, mm-hmm. in that moment. And as I was watching, I was going, well, what's the answer there? Like, you know, do you show who would be more than likely in, in this crowd, how do we say that? How do we know that? You know? Um, well, also, and I was, I was thinking about the fact that there are probably a lot of doctors in the, um, in the wedding party because right. they are, she is, she is a doctor. Right. And right. so I thought, you know, there, I did feel like the, you know, it would be a little bit more diverse than some mm-hmm. because she probably does work with a large, diverse population of doctors at wherever she works. Right. 
Right. Yeah, that makes sense. And then also, I also thought, okay, well, if if they go with, you know, we're meeting this hero's family, of course they're going to be white. Why? Because most of the heroes are white males. So, you know, mm-hmm. and then that kind of kills the, even the option for diversity there. So I can appreciate the fact that they're doing what they can. Yeah. I also feel like it's kind of a cop-out in, in some ways because all the main characters, for the most part, still end up being white. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's like... uh we're going to try our best to fill out the rest of, right. you know, the scenes in the universe with diversity, but whatever. Um, I, it was noted, you know, and then quickly, uh, uh, after a really awkward exchange to me between Strange and Christine, it's like mm-hmm. her wedding. He's saying, I'm sorry for this and apologies for all this stuff up. And I just, I turned to Rosie and I was like, it's her wedding, bro. <laughs> now is not the time. You like, say, this is not about you. You say, congratulations and walk away. Yeah. Also, when she asks him if he's happy and he said yes, I turned to Rogan as a mentiroso, like he's lying. And that ended up being a plot point mm-hmm. <laughs> in the film. Uh, but, you know, quickly the whole the wedding or, or that scene is interrupted by a, a demon, another tentacle demon. Right. But you first you first you have to you have to acknowledge that he changes water into wine. Oh, that's right. And he and he realizes, I think, as he's doing it, that it's a little much. Right. <laughs> yeah, because the, 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 I think one of the the themes is, and I think it's an interesting thing for. I'm going to say our Doctor Strange. I'm going to refer to the six. I'm using quotes because I'm not happy about this explosion. Um, I'm going to say that our universe, uh, Strange, is definitely. Better, but I think the idea, the consistent thing is, is that Strange thinks he's God. Yes. <laughs> like just across the board, that's what the character flies, and that somewhat carries over from the comics, right? Like he he's very arrogant, mm-hmm. and he thinks, and I think it carries over from the first film as well. Like yeah, he just believes that he's better and he's the right person to make the important decisions, and he should be. Well, and it's consistent because the whole thing is, is in the reason why he, he feels like it's okay for him to be that way in the first movie is because he, he doesn't have the option as a surgeon mm-hmm. to not make decisions. Mm-hmm. Like he has to make those decisions. He has to make them fast. Right. And that really does carry over into the way he handles things as a sorcerer. Right. Which is right. kind of like that sort of internal consistency over two movies is kind of ridiculous. And so he leaves the wedding to go get to the bottom of this destruction that's happening down this, you know, city block in New York. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that there's another demon that is chasing America in the scene. And it sounds so weird to say chasing America. So certain, <laughs> I think there's a certain line at the end of the movie where uh, Strange is telling America use your power, you, you, like, you, you can do it. And I'm thinking, are they, is this, like, are you talking to the country? <laughs> and America's like, but I'm afraid, or I can't. And he's like, yes, you can. You can do better. You can do better. And I'm like, oh, my God. The meadows are getting overwhelming. But anyway, um, we we find out that Wong, he shows up on the scene to help, and mm-hmm. he's the Sorcerer Supreme, right? Which, again, I think carries over from the last time we saw them. Um and right away, I also noted and appreciated how they're getting, they're continuing to use Strange's powers in really interesting ways. Right. You know, there's a lot going on with the way he's using spells, the types of spells he's using, 
the way that he's using his powers to solve problems in the middle of, of, of the fights that he's having. Mm-hmm. And it's not all yellow sparkly stuff. It's not all yellow sparkly stuff. There's some cool shit going on, and they just sort of throw it at you and keep moving. Yeah, we don't have to describe. We don't have to explain it. Right. Um, I feel like there was some really weird, you know, a little bit awkward scenes that we don't normally get in superhero movies, and we got a lot of them in this one. And the first one to me, or one of the first ones, was burying the corpse of, of alternate Defender the Defender Strange. Strange. Yeah, that was a little weird. Um. <laughs> Doesn't he say something like I've buried, I've, I've, I've like I've done worse, or yeah, or I've, it's, I've, this is it's not, not the only, this is not the weirdest place I've buried someone. Yeah, which you just like. <laughs> are you are you are you being serious or is this a ha ha I gave props to this movie later on for I didn't recognize that as you know as a um, what is it a, that 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 was going to be called back. You know, mm-hmm. that's, I mean, the mark of any, I think, successful storytelling is you plant things in the first arc, you know, or the mm-hmm. first act, and then later on, they, you know, you call them back. And I'm used to that, you know, I've got no story structure, and I just, you know, I can recognize that usually, and this was one that I did not see coming. Well, I knew it was going to, I knew the body was going to play a part later on because we've seen it in the, the, trailers i didn't recognize it as the same yeah and i i thought at that point oh wanda's gonna because at this point we know wanda's the bad guy well no no we don't know that yet not yet but i i figured whoever the bad guy was was going to reanimate that corpse and that was what that was this is the point in the movie where like you said he makes a distinction between sorcery and witchcraft right which to me is just maybe i'm wrong here tell me what you think but i just think it's sorcery used for nefarious purposes. Do you think it's something completely different? I think it's a different style. I think it's like um, like karate versus judo. Okay. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so he goes to see Wanda. He's like, who do I know that knows witchcraft? And he goes to her. And man, this movie takes a turn immediately. Real quick. Like, And I was like, oh, Joe. Oh, I didn't like it at all. I, I, okay, so this is the, this is the part I think Ray's been waiting for. I am just destroyed that they made Wanda the, the bad guy. And she didn't redeem herself really at all. Not just the villain, like a cruel, almost crazy villain. Yeah. This, she's evil. She's lost her mind. She's not just a tragic, like, oh, you know, no. She's evil. She's she's lost. She she's lost. She is not the Wanda that we have mm-hmm. learned to love up until this point, mm-hmm. because she she's basically had the the magic equivalent of a psychotic break. Yes, I guess. I guess that's. I mean, I guess the psychotic break was more WandaVision. but yeah, this yeah. like this feels more like a choice. <laughs> like her, she's. She's thought about it. <laughs> She's decided she wants but her fucking kids back. Is it a choice that she made, or is it a choice that was made for her when she read The Dark One? Oh, so you could, they do frequently talk about the toll that The Dark One takes on the reader. And that's been a, and that's been a, yeah. a, a running, like as long as The Dark Home has been in the Marvel Universe, that's things that you just don't, you don't touch it. You don't talk to it. You don't, Look at it. You just don't deal with the dark right. because it will corrupt you 
quickly. It's like the ring of power. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like you, you will use it, but it will start to infect you. Mm-hmm. And, and visually, they key in on that in the movie by the fingers turning black. Right. Right? That means the, the more you use the dark one, the more that starts to happen. And that's the visual cue of it's doing its, it's working its magic on you as well. Right. God, it would have been great for them to key on that at some point in the resolution, in the conclusion of this movie, for, you know, somebody to utter some sort of line, maybe Wong or whoever, about how, you know, you, you've got, you know, you've got a lot of work to do. The road forward for Wanda is to undo some of the, you know, influence that the Dark Homes had on her mm-hmm. at this point. But it's never, that's not really no. a part of her wrap up at all whatsoever. So, so. Jump in quickly to the end, and then we can jump back. Yeah. But is she dead? So, jumping back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I did like, although I agree with you, Joe, that ultimately it didn't really serve the character in the grand scheme of things. I did like that turn in the moment where she's in this idyllic apple or orchard. And Strange shows up and goes, oh, like, you know, you, I, your magic is doing good shit. And she's like, no, this is not magic. This is just me, you know, blah, blah. And then Strange is like, hey, we need you. Come, please come back with me to the Comertage, you know, and, and help me deal with this America situation. And she goes, why don't you just bring her here? You know, I'll, I'll take care of her. And then uh, Strange doesn't say America. Wanda does. Yeah. And then it's like, oh shit. Okay. Yeah, she catches herself as soon as she does it. Yeah. She's like, fuck, oh, you didn't tell me her name. So that's when the big reveal, I was shocked that, oh, she's the one sending the demons after America. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, and I was holding on until about maybe three or four more scenes that, or, and honestly, I, I thought about it until maybe about halfway through. I think after, the whole Illuminati stuff, I was like, okay, she's not, this is not, gonna, what I want to happen is not going to happen. I wanted to see, like, you know how at the end of WandaVision, there's Wanda drinking tea, and then there's Wanda reading Dark Home? Yes. I wanted Wanda drinking the tea to be a prisoner in the house. I wanted to see, like, oh, that part of her locked oh. away, and that when they freed that part and got rid of the other part, you could have your Wanda back. Well, I thought that was going to be the resolution because we do get a hint of that when Xavier is try- is in her mind. Mm-hmm. They do show that. They but but no, no, that's the that's the Illuminati world's Wanda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it isn't. Yeah, it is because no, she's she's dreamwalking, and so she's she's supplanted oh. herself over the other Wanda, and the Wanda that he is Shit. fighting is his universe's Wanda. Got it. Yeah, so that wasn't that wasn't our Wanda at all. Got that it, was another it. one. I see what you're saying. Okay, I thought that was more of like a you know a mind thing, but it was more of a multi. It's the one with kids. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So then, jumping back, um, so she goes full on bad. She's like, I did not learn my lesson from Westview. I'm bitter about losing my kids. I've been studying the Dark Home since then, which we see at the end mm-hmm. of, at the end of WandaVision. And I'm I'm gonna get what I want. Um and it makes complete sense to her. She's completely convinced herself that this is this it's not a big deal. She takes it a step further later in the film, Joe, where she says, I'm meant to control everything. Yeah, and I don't and I, but I don't want to. 
Like she's just, right. she's just, it's, it's like she has, she has bought into the lie. God, I was really reading. You're, you're totally right, but I was reading that exchange with Xavier as there is still some good in there. Mm-mm. But even that's no, no. Um, so then she does something that I thought was kind of weird. She gives Strange an ultimatum, a deadline. She's like, "Bring me America Chavez by sundown, by sundown tomorrow, mm-hmm. or else." You know, I me sending the demons was me being reasonable, which is just. Crazy donuts. That's, like, that's, that's just crazy. Mustache twirling, fucking, just evil. Yeah. Like, what? Like, I don't recognize this character mm-hmm. from pre Endgame. Right. Like, she is, this is not the same character. Is she redeemable now, Joey? The big question was after WandaVision issue was she redeemable? That was redeemable. That was a question. That, yeah, and that's when and that's when you were you felt sorry for her because again we thought she was working through her trauma. Listen, I was in the camp that your trauma does not excuse. Oh no, it doesn't know, abuse. And she, uh, uh, she um, brainwashed, not brainwashed, but she, she took control of people against mm-hmm. their will. Yeah, and she tortured them. Yeah, absolutely. So like. I was in the camp at that point of like, I don't know if she's redeemable. They better do something to, to put her through something. To but at her. this point, she can't even do that. Like there's no, there's no, I don't think there's any way unless, unless they do something to really point out that the dark home is the reason why she was the way she was. Right. Right. Um, because you could make a, argument that a lot of what was going on in Westview, not the initial cost, mm-hmm. cast, but mm-hmm. everything that kept going was um, Agatha all along. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she yes. still has a little bit of a, a wiggle room there. If yes. you, there's some way where you can separate those two out and get back to core endgame Wanda mm-hmm. and make a huge gesture that we're, like she's the only person who can save something. Mm-hmm. You know, then maybe you can start towards that path of healing, but it's gonna like there's gonna be a lot of hoops that have to be jumped. A through. lot, a lot. Yes. So yeah, this movie was very damaging to the character of Scarlet. Witch. Yeah, which is just it just it, it hurts me so bad. I know. Like I, I know. love this character so much, and I love Elizabeth Olsen's portrayal of her yeah, up until this. Great. I didn't dislike. I thought she did an amazing job in this. Yeah. But I'm like, that's not what I want to happen to the character. Right, right. Yeah, I'm so interested to see them go the direction. Um, so <laughs> the next scene is Wanda showing up to the Carmartage and just fucking murdering everyone. In creepy as hell. Wait, like the way she breaks through by like getting into their minds. Yeah. It's like Raimi, man. Oh, Raimi. I, I, yeah, I like. 90% of his choices in this film. And like I said, and the other 10, like I said, in the, in the, in the first segment, I think it's just, you know, he, he struggles with certain types of scenes, mm-hmm. but man, his, his creepy kinetic action editing is great. And it's put to really effective use in this movie. The, the, the mirror universe, like reaching through the reflections, mm-hmm. and then then does a full on um, not ring. What's the other one? 
Uh, oh my god, um, the the grudge. The grudge. Full-on grudge Wanda. Oh, she's totally contorted her body in gross ways. Yeah. Yeah, that was intense. This whole segment of the film that we're talking about uh, was the first time that I sort of keyed in on. Another thing about Raimi movies is the sound design and the sound mm-hmm. editing. There's a lot of really quiet moments. And then you get the, the silence is pierced by breaking glass or some other sort of like creepy sound. It is really sound is used so well in this. Like yeah. the, the fact they have a fight with sound. Yeah, they do. It's they amazing. Music that was a great. That was a great. Another good kind of inventive use of Strange's powers. Um. So so she's not. She fucking lays waste. The she kills so many soldiers. That's kind of mm-hmm. and, and that's that's at the point where you're just like. Like one person, okay. Two people, oh, dozens. Like now, in in the in the comic books, apparently, and I have not read this, but apparently, maybe it was you who told me this. The way they redeem her is that you know all the mutants are on Krakoa, mm-hmm. and they, there's certain mutants that they can't restore because they died before they had this plan in effect. So she goes back. And again, I haven't read this. This is just what I've heard. She goes back and uses her magic to bring their consciousnesses or whatever. And so the only reason why she's ever even remotely accepted on Krakoa is because she she restores Mm -hmm. these mutants who have been dead for... I did not know that. Yeah. So apparently that's the big, that's the big redeeming thing that she does to, I mean, that's, that's the, that's the level of redemption yeah. that she has to. Season two of WandaVision has worked out for it. <laughs> um, so, so she lays waste to Carmontage and uh, strange America. It's, it seems at this point in her development of her powers or her, or the way she, she doesn't even know how to use her powers. So only in the most stressful and, you know, anxiety, it, anxious, dangerous moments is she able to access her power, mm-hmm. and she sends herself and Strange to uh, Earth 838, right? That's okay. where they end up. Before going through all these different worlds, mm-hmm. like insane, it's an insane sequence. I honestly can't wait to watch that sequence again. Like, frame um, by frame. Really? No, really. Um, and Did you uh, see the Living Tribunal? Yes! For a split second. And I thought, because... I'm what, I'm listening to um, my marvelous year, which is basically goes through year by year, and they do two episodes a year, and they take the ten biggest Marvel stories from that. Each episode is devoted to each every two episodes is devoted to one year. One year. They don't publish two episodes per year. No. <laughs> no. Every every two episodes is dedicated to one year of Marvel of comments. Marvel comics, and then they do a third, which they call variant cover, where they get feedback from the list. That's very cool. It's a very it's a very cool thing. And one of the ones that they I just listened to this last week was how basically the Living Tribunal calls forth Doctor Strange and basically says that he has to be destroyed because he meddles with stuff too. And I was like, this is it. Like as I'm listening to it, I'm like, this is what multiverse of magic is gonna, or madness is going to be. Is it going to be the Living Tribunal going uh 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 and no, just one second. I thought the same thing. Just a moment. I thought, oh, that was a plan for something later. Mm-hmm. No. Um, they just throw so much at us, but then just keep it moving to the next thing. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so they end up on Earth 838. Um, and meanwhile, Wanda is, wants to use the dark home to dreamwalk to Earth 838, which I guess is like possessing the Wanda in that Earth, right? Mm-hmm, in that multiverse, mm-hmm. uh, in order to keep chasing them. And Wong battles her. The, the, the dark home is, is destroyed. And now she needs to find another way to do this. And dude, she's torturing Wong and she's killing a lot of people of color die in this, in this movie. One thing about the diversity is that there's more, <laughs> there's not only some more non-white people, there's more non-white people to die. Right. Uh, at the hands of Wanda. At what point I was like, is she, are we getting like, like, uh, ultimate white woman vengeance? Like, is this, <laughs> is this the Scarlet Karen? Like, I swear, <laughs> Joe. At one point, I swear. You thought she was going to stop and go, I want to talk to your manager? Yes. (laughs) She was basically wanting to talk to the manager of the multiverse because she was like, I'm a mother. These are my children. Basically, anything that I decide to do is justified Justified. by this. Yeah. Uh, So she tortures Wong and she takes him. She gets him to take her to this temple that apparently is where the dark home spells are taken from. And that's where she goes and she realizes, oh... You know, this was built for me. I am, you know, the one who's supposed to wield this power, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, America and Doctor Strange are meeting the fucking Illuminati. That, when they showed up there, I was like, oh my God, there's so much that has already happened in this movie. And we haven't even fucking met the Illuminati yet. No. And we knew it was coming. And we kind of knew who was going to be on there. Did you know about? Did you know about um, uh, Captain dive. Carter? We need to dive into all of this. But did you know about that? Did you I, see I that? I heard. Okay, but I didn't. It was all speculation. No, Nothing I actually saw the clip in oh. one of the one of the one of the very last previews they released. Okay, had the Britain Shield mm. going. Okay, got it. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about the fucking Illuminati. Oh, shit. Um. So there's no. Avengers in yeah. this world. It's just the Illuminati. And there's no, what was the other one that Strange says? Eternals. Does he say Eternals? He says, you're Avengers or you're something and then Mortal goes or someone else. Do you remember that line? I don't. Yeah, so it's like, okay, so the Illuminati are the heroes who defeated Thanos mm-hmm. in this universe. So my question in that moment was, okay, wait, so is it like there's the Avengers and there's like all these other heroes in this universe and the most powerful or most impactful have come together to form the Illuminati? Or is the Illuminati the the superhero team of this universe? You know what I mean? I feel like Xavier said something about the heroes all came together to fight Thanos. And I don't think he was referring to just the... Was it six or seven of them? Uh, well, let's talk about who's who's the secret society, which consists of the Mordo of Earth... Eight, well, they're all of Earth 8-3. Mordo, right? Mm-hmm. Who in yes. this Earth, in this universe, he's still friends with Stephen Strange, who has died. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, the, the public... Uh, perception in this universe is that Doctor Strange died defeating Thanos. But what we find out is he was actually executed by the Illuminati because 
he's the reason for all this shit. He's, mm-hmm. he's the most dangerous. It's not Wanda. It's not the Scarlet Witch. It's fucking Doctor Strange that keeps getting, using the Dark Home and, and causing shit to go down. Yeah. Although this one he was using the Book of Ashanti. Oh, Vashanti. Vashanti. I thought it was Ashanti as well, but that's an R&D singer. Okay. In the 90s. Uh, Vashanti <laughs> is the name of the book. Okay. Um, right, right. Using the Vashanti. So, the book of Vashanti. So, in the Illuminati is in, in Earth 838 is Mordo, Captain Peggy Carter, King Blackagar Boltagon, aka Black Bolt, uh, Captain Maria Rambo, aka Captain Marvel, uh, and Dr. Dr. Reed Richards, aka fucking John Krasinski as <laughs> Richards. We finally got like the fan casting that people have been calling for for like probably over a decade. I would point. have, I would have like when he walked out and took his seat, I was like, no fucking way. Like they went there. They went there. And then they kept going. And then they kept going. I, okay. <laughs> now I will tell you that the, the guy who plays Black Bolt mm-hmm. is the guy who played Black Bolt in the awful, awful Marvel TV series. That was going to be my question to you. Yes. I just looked him up at like the last segment. Okay. Like that was one of the first things I was typing so on here. So it is him. It is him. So they're, they're acknowledging that these other things have taken place in other universes. And they're carrying him over. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I was I was impressed because I was like, "Who is this actor?" Good and for that guy because I'm sure that actor was super excited to be cast in that show. Not only was going to be fucking terrible. Yeah, and you know, and then, it, then somebody comes up to him and says, "Okay, so we're going to do this thing." Like, can you imagine getting that phone call from your yeah. agent? Like, oh my god. Yeah. So it, I feel like in that moment they threw so much at the audience. They just piled on top of what we'd already been trying to process because. It's not like they sit, they sit the audience down, like say Matt or, you know, Rosie that doesn't have a boyfriend who fucking forces her to watch all these YouTube videos the day before. They don't, they don't, you know, the audience doesn't benefit from like, this is who the inhumans are. This, which by the way, I explained to Rosie as we drove over here just now. This is who inhumans are, you know? Mm-hmm. This is their island that they live on. These are the Terrigen Mists. This is, you know, how they get their power set. This is their kingdom and how it works. And this is who Black Bolt is. And she's like, oh, fuck. She had no clue, right? No, they right. Any of that. They throw at you Black Bolt. They throw at you fucking uh, Reed Richards. Like, they just, like, here. And they don't, they don't, and, 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 they don't and they don't, they don't make a big deal of, um, of Maria Rambeau being, Captain Marvel, Marvel. it's just kind of, it's just accepted. Which in this earth means what? That she was the one flying that jet that day and not Carol Danvers, right? Okay. Um, so, uh, Captain Carter, obviously from What If, right? They're saying if you watched What If, you know who this character is. There's no, she looks fucking great. Haley Allen. Oh my God. And it was so, like, it was so fun to see her because I feel like in the grand scheme of Marvel characters, Mm Haley Atwell's had it the hardest mm. because there's been so many opportunities that just haven't been like her characters. I don't think ever been able to be cool on its own. Even the TV series just yeah. didn't like it ended up fizzling out. Yeah, there was yeah, a yeah. lot of filler episodes mm-hmm. and I was so happy to see her just be like full on superhero. Made yeah. me happy. Yeah. And, um, Black Bolt was, I was really shocked that he was there because I, that's a 
whole other segment that they have well besides the show that we don't speak about. <laughs> Did you <laughs> even watch that all the way no, through? No. I didn't watch one episode. Oh, I watched the second episode. Like, I watched, I believe, the first and the second. But when they, they shave off Medusa's hair. What? They didn't have the budget to animate her hair the entire time. Medusa is a character. It's I black, backwards, um, wife. wife and cousin. Um, and cousin. And cousin. Um, they're doing the royal family. They're doing, like, the Greek thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Greek god thing. So, um, and her hair is prehensile. So it's just constantly moving, and they even admitted they, they didn't have the budget. So in order to then do that, do the show then. Yeah, let's just take let's just take like the the one female superhero in this group that you're going to use, and it's going to basically be the leading star of this and show, take and take her power away. in a horrible way. In a horrible way. That's terrible. Um. So and then we get the final member of the Illuminati hover over in his. Fucking nineties yellow hovering wheelchair, which we kind of knew was coming if you watched the previous. But still, but then better than that, better than the nineties, the the Professor X, Professor X chair. That's who we're talking about was as they're walking in. Yup, and I was like, oh yep. my god, oh my god, oh my god, yep. because other than maybe Ducktales, <laughs> best theme song for a cartoon ever. I don't know, man. I think you guys get stuck in my head still. Anyway, um, <laughs> it definitely makes the top ten. That was that was a lot to take in the Illuminati there all at once. That was pretty fucking insane. Um, and then, God, <laughs> they they explain that you know Strange is the problem. They're trying to figure out what the fuck they're gonna do with him because he's you know so dangerous, and they're. Trying to, I guess, take some kind of vote to pass their judgment or whatnot. But then Wanda shows up. And he's sitting there going, oh, you need to worry about Wanda. And they're like, she's fine. And they're like, no, really, you really need to worry about Wanda. She's kind of juiced up and ready to go. And they're like, oh, it's not a problem. And after she successfully dreamwalks into this multiverse and starts fucking shit up, they're still like, no, 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 it's okay. We have to decide what to do with you first. It, it 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 shows that the Illuminati and the Illuminati's played like this in the comics too, but they're just a little too arrogant for themselves, oh, and it shit. causes problems. Um, the I was going to go somewhere with this. Well, she shows up. <laughs> There's still debate. Mordo was going no. As soon as they get back, we're going to finish voting, and then we'll decide what to do with you because that's more important because you're more dangerous. Um. <laughs> Mordo pissed me off. Yeah, I did not like Mordo at all, no. which I don't think you were supposed to. Right, but he I clearly just, still has like a bone to pick with. Yeah, he's got issues. Yeah, with Strange. Yeah, um, I also I did kind of like though. Strange does say like at one point, "Yeah, Mordo, we were friends," and then mm -hmm. you know, devoted like to, you know trying to kill me or whatever. Which we don't ever really see after Strange Part One. We don't see Mordo again. There's so, there's some between that and the I've buried people in weirder places. <laughs> um, there's there's stuff. Yeah. Strange has been doing stuff that we have not read those issues. And I like that. <laughs> I like that. It feels like there's adventuring happening. Mm -hmm. This is how he has all these new power sets and how to do all these new because he's been learning. Mm -hmm. he's, been gaining experience, you know? So I, I kind of dug that. Oh, the big thing is that they 
that he keeps he he's got the potential every time he messes with universal multi multiverse stuff um he risks the the chance of causing an incursion an incursion incursion and that's going to be i think important moving forward because i think that is how we're going to get a wanda that mm. is not unredeemable i think that's how we're going to get the x-men i think that's how we're going to get the uh, Fantastic Four. I and, think we're going to Secret Wars. And an incursion is when two realities collide. collide. Which we see in, in one of the dimensions that he gets, or one of the multiverses that he gets thrown into, right? Which is the reason why the Illuminati was brought together, to or was that. one of the first things that, that happened in the comic books with the, the Illuminati. Is like They're like, well, we're going to protect the Infinity Stones. That's great. And then all of a sudden, incursions start happening. And the big debate is, do we save our universe or do we, and in order to save our universe, we have to destroy this other universe. Mm-hmm. Is that morally correct? Do we know how incursions happen? Is it because of the dark hole of the book of Ashanti or strange or Wanda in this, or? in this world, I have seen somebody said, and I haven't researched it, but everybody says it's because of Loki. That's what I was going to go with next. Is it because the time variance authority is, you know, Kane was killed by, you know, Loki and now the the alternate realities is going are going nuts. Yeah, Loki and Sylvie has caused all of the incursions to start bumping into each other. Um, I like that. Like Matt, you know, kind of went off to do this thing, and Rosie's sitting here getting a live podcast episode. <laughs> She's totally digging it. Um, so um, that's why the Illuminati is put together, but. If you watched What If, an incursion happened in that show, right? Isn't that what Dark, Doctor Strange did? Isn't that who we are meeting? No, it's a different Doctor Strange. Are you sure? I'm positive because that Doctor Strange is in a tiny little, like, Christine 20. <laughs> like, he, it's a different one because he didn't just get this, this one that we meet has similar things happening to him, but I don't think it's the same one and we'll have to see when things come out. Okay. But because he got the... He went evil and got the powers from absorbing all these powers he from... He meaning that, the what-if... The what-if one, dark, yeah. Dark the what-if one got his powers by absorbing... Demons. Demons and magic and yes. from all these different things, not from Darkhold. He may have used the Darkhold to start doing that, but this one was specifically the Darkhold. Got it. Okay, I, I really thought it was the doctor, that same Doctor Strange. That's confusing. It is confusing. Because they're, they're both evil looking. Right, and they're very similar looking yes. type evil looking. Yes. Um, I think the big difference, of the, and, and I could be wrong, they could say, oh yeah, it's the same one, but it seems like this one wasn't, a, like, I feel like if this was that one, he would have just tried to absorb. Hmm. I was the waiting powers. for that to fucking happen. Yeah, and because it didn't, that's why I don't think it's the same guy. Because okay. that was his go-to move. Okay, that's it. Um, so anyway, we're skipping ahead a little bit though, because the reason the reason that Strange ends up there with him is that Wanda shows up to Earth eight three eight and fucking murders the Illuminati. <laughs> like that, like you like terribly and terrifyingly just murders straight. We watch. Reed Richards getting murdered fucking t- 10 minutes after we get a Reed Richards. And it's, it's tragic because you know, you're just sitting there going, okay, but is, <laughs> no, you're supposed to be sitting there going, this is horrifying. And I'm just sitting there going, okay, but is, 
John Krasinski really going to be playing Reed Richards when we get the Fantastic Four? Like, is this, is this like, no. like, I totally got pulled out of it. I'm calling you right now. No. <laughs> they, they took an opportunity here because of the multiverse. Like Matt said, I, I, I think I, I agree with him. Just to just go for it. Mm-hmm. Let's just fan service it up because it's fucking multiverse. When else are we going to get a chance to just, let's just do it? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, we watch it, Professor X die again, which to me. <laughs> Poor Patrick Stewart. Yes. To me, honestly, <laughs> as cool as it was to see him in that yellow wheelchair in this movie, part of me wishes that they had used James McAvoy. Mm. Because Patrick Stewart's death in Logan and was so meaningful and tragic. And that being how his, him playing that character goes out for me would have meant more to me than to get this little cameo in this film to see him die again. I think James McAvoy would have been cooler. I disagree. And I will tell you why. What? Tell me why. Okay. So I, I think the Xavier we get with Charles McAvoy is, um, is not, we're not going to have, the same feels for him. Patrick Seward's everybody's dad. And the fact that he's, he's got that, em- like his portrayal of the character is always like trying to see the good in people, trying to, yeah. and he doesn't have, he's worked through his issues that McAvoy, McAvoy is working through the issues. Patrick Stewart has worked through those issues. And so you get this fatherly patriarch character okay. that is, that you you think might actually be able to reach out and connect with Wanda in some way right. or or get that other Wanda out. Um, but that's why I didn't like this, because Patrick Stewart, Xavier, didn't deserve this. James McAvoy, Xavier, <laughs> it would have been fun to see him get his neck snapped. But I, 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 felt, I felt more of an emotional, I think I, I would have felt less of an emotional tug, because like, you knew he was going to die. Like going in, like as yeah. soon as the first, as soon as she goes, what mouth? And then just blows up black holes. Oh my God. <laughs> he detonates his fucking brain inside <laughs> his bra- skull. Yeah. That was horrible. And terrifying. Gasped. Um, God, she, she sends fucking Captain Carter's shield flying through her torso. Yeah. She crushes. Captain Marvel, Monica, Monica Rambo under a fucking statue. Yeah. She, oh, describe, please describe what she does to Reed Richards. Oh, he, he, well, I think Matt, Matt, Matt described it best when he says it turns him into a mop. He basically, she basically unraveled him Ugh. like a rope, like just what? unraveled him. <laughs> and it looked painful. And they, they made it look screams. painful. Yeah. He screams in pain. And I, he's standing there, pleading with her, standing in front of her, and I'm thinking, you idiot, you're supposed to be the smartest person in, in this world or in this universe. Why are you just, you stretch? What are you going to do to this person that rewrites reality, you know? Well, because he, again, the Illuminati is arrogant. The Illuminati is arrogant, and there is, like, going back and listening to My Marvelous Year, like, they talk about, first of all, first of all, six late 60s Reed Richards, it, like, they refer to it multiple times on, <laughs> um, Reed Draper. Yes! Reed, they, they, they refer to him as Reed Draper, like, he is so patronizing to Sue. 
<laughs> Sue is like, I just want to go grocery shopping. Like, she's so poorly written in the late 60s. It's painful to listen to. They stopped. They, they're like, okay, this year we're, we're covering one Fantastic Four comic. They're good up until this point. And then they just go a little bit weird and they're not in line with the rest of society at this point at all. You, you keep, I mean, I know we disagree on this, but you can prove my point. If you're going to make an arrogant Illuminati be the thing, then James McAvoy's Patrick's, uh, uh, Charles Xavier is perfect. We will, we will have to agree to disagree. <laughs> he is the more arrogant version of that character. He is. So, um, but anyway, so Strange barely, with the help of Christine, of this, of this Earth's Christine, who's, like you said, has been through some shit. Yeah. You can, yeah, for sure. She's, a, she's someone very important in this universe, right? Yeah. Which I thought was kind of cool. Well, and I, I think, like, she, all the, all the Christines talk about how Strange has to hold the knife. Mm-hmm. Like, he has to be the one that solves the problem. Yes. And I feel like in this one, when he says, you need to take care, you need to protect me, like, that's kind of him breaking that, that pattern. I think a lot of this movie is about breaking patterns. Right. Right. And that you see all these variants of yourself or all these variant versions of people you know, and it's about breaking the pattern so that it doesn't keep happening. Yeah. Which you can even bring as kind of a, a pattern of abuse type thing. Wanda's not breaking the pattern. She's seeing horrible thing, horrible thing, horrible thing. So instead of trying to stop horrible things from happening, she continues to make horrible things happen. So she almost gets the best of them here, but mm-hmm. with Christine's help, Strange and America and Christine all get sent to the, I don't know what they're calling this version of the multiverse, of this universe, but it's where an incursion has happened, right? And that's mm-hmm. where we get dark, dark, this version of dark, dark, strange. Um, and he goes, I'm trying to think if at this point, um, Maximoff does use Chavez. Oh, oh, um. Well, first there's that creepy chase through the aqueduct. That's the, yeah, yeah. And, and not only, that's, to me, that's so rainy. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I like the fact that they justified why she's shambling around because she walked across the glass. And that's, and then, and now, and now, it's pretty thin, but at least it gives you a reason for her to be like limping along and kind of slows her down so that it just becomes creepy. Like, they made Wanda move in just the creepiest ways in this movie. Just like all the way around. She's a zombie at one point. Not a zombie, but she's shuffling around like this undead demon that's like chasing them, right? Mm -hmm. Like you said, through these tunnels. Um, but you're, but this is where they go back to the space in between the universes, mm-hmm. right? And they're fighting Wanda again. She takes control of America. That sounds so weird. She <laughs> takes control of America Chavez and she uses her powers to send Strange to the, and, and Christine to the incursion reality, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where Strange has to fight, um, his dark version of himself that has an eye in his forehead. Is that comics, Joe? Um, well, I mean, they talk the about third the third eye, eye and he, he does manifest it in a lot of ways, but it's not because he read the dark one. And that's what they're kind of implying that is like, read a dark, <laughs> if the dark home affects everybody in a different way, if Dr. Strange reads, reads it, apparently he gets an eye in his forehead. That was really weird. <laughs> that eye never quite looked believable on his forehead. <laughs> well, I don't think it's meant to be. I think it's meant to be like disturbing and, 
not realistic. <laughs> Come on up. Don't start growling and barking. <laughs> oh, it's time for dinner. All Want right. Take a break. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. All right. The the puppy is is fed. <laughs> you might hear him in the background, but he's fed. So at this point we have a strange on strange fight in the incursion verse. <laughs> and uh who's he's defeated and uh Christine, like you said, has to help protect Strange while he uses the dead Doctor Strange from the first act to dreamwalk it back into Earth 616. So fucking cool. This yes. is maybe my favorite part of the Well, because it's like this is why this is why Strange is arrogant. <laughs> Because he thinks outside the box, and that's why yes. he's making these decisions really quick. Yes. And this is like he, he his arrogance is not unearned. It's not helpful, but it's not unearned. Yes, um, true. I love it. Like, but there's no Doctor Strange for you to visit. Nobody said it had to be alone. Oh my gosh, that was a great moment. And because by then we've completely forgotten about yes. Defender Strange. Yes, and we get we get a zombie superhero in the fucking MCU. Yeah, so, and then the way. He recreates his cloak through these demons that are trying to like. What are they doing? They're they're attacking him. They're the they're the souls of the damned, and they're trying. And because he's messing with them, he's dreamwalking, messing with the natural order of things. They are trying to destroy him, specifically because he's using a dead body. Because the souls mm-hmm. of the damned did not attack Wanda ever when she was no dreamwalking. No, um, but it looks visually fucking amazing. Yeah. So good. And so we've got Wanda in the temple attempting to extract um, America Chavez's powers. Wong, who we thought maybe was dead, I knew he was dead. No, of course not. Uh, he's back to help, um, and we get a kick-ass fucking final battle again. But Wanda's just Scarlet Witch is like on another fucking level through the whole movie. Yeah, and again, I thought at this point. That somehow America Chavez was going to use her powers to bring, um, Wanda, mother Wanda, Wanda with the kids back. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like Wanda versus Wanda. I thought it was going to be multiple Wandas versus Wanda. I, that's where I thought it was going. I thought it was going to be multiple, like, and, and trying to, trying to explain to her. I think I liked the way they did it better because I think she needed to have the reality check of, what what you want is not what you're going to get. Right. You're scaring the shit out of your kids. Mm-hmm. Right. You're attacking their their mother. Mm-hmm. You, you, yeah. You're you're. Why does she Why does she deserve to not have the kids and you do? Exactly. And Which Wong at some point says to her, "What What happens to that? Like, isn't mm-hmm. it enough to just know?" She's like, "Nope." <laughs> yeah, she has yes. to. She has to see it. Yeah. She has to see yeah. it. And I I think I was surprised that. There wasn't more of an interaction. I, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more from Mom Wanda mm-hmm. saying, you know, I, I don't know the pain you've gone through or, you know, just something. I I, I appreciate the simplicity of know they'll be loved, mm-hmm. but I wanted, I wanted a little bit more. I think I would have, I, that would have triggered my emotional yeah. response. Yeah. It was too quick. And yeah, I had yes. to, I had to lean over to Matt and go, I, I didn't catch what she said. Yeah. Yeah. It was too fast. It was very fast. Or mm-hmm. she says that to her and then the portal, America closes the portal and that's it. Mm-hmm. Because in this moment, America has finally, um, figured out how to use her powers. Right. right. Um, and so 
we get that. And then, and then, and then one is like, okay, I realized that I fucked up and I need to, you know, try to make things right. And the first thing I'm going to do is destroy the dark hole, which is the name of the temple. And also destroy every version of the dark home book that exists throughout the entire multiverse. And I wonder if that actually can happen. <laughs> I, I, I wonder if that's going to be a, a plot point for like the dark Knights, the Marvel Knights, because I feel like the dark home is such, I feel like it was such a throwaway artifact in this movie I mean, it's important, but Marvel but it was so very, many of them. Though. I know, but it was so very easily destroyed, and I feel like it's got so much more weight in the comics. So I'm wondering if we're... I, I think we're going to see another copy of the Darkhold show up. I think we'll never see it again. We'll never see it again. I just think Marvel has so many things, and, and they, they they don't have enough time to go, like, give everything the weight. He got fucking Quicksilver, and then he died. Like, the, you want to talk about weight? This character is beloved and, you know, has so many stories and it's like, nope, that's, we got, we got to move on. We got other things to, other stories to tell, other artifacts, we got all kinds of shit. I thought maybe we were going to get Mephisto or something at some point. Yeah, well, a lot of people thought Nightmare was going to be Or thing. Nightmare, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but no, the demons went largely unnamed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, and so that brings me to incursions because in our, I mean, can I jump ahead to that? Or do yeah, you I mean, have, I think all wanna... we have left here is, you know, Strange, uh, 616 Strange and 838 Christine sort of saying their goodbyes, mm-hmm. right? Which, like we said earlier, for a moment we thought maybe that wasn't the end of it. Um, and then apparently, you know, America is now gonna be hanging out at the Carmontage. I'm assuming to get better use of her powers, but it's like she's training in mystical powers instead. Which is weird because that's not the character at all. Right. Um, the character is Superman with the, with the teleportation power. Really? Yeah, she's got like super strength, super. She can fly. Maybe they don't want too many overpowered characters in MCU. But also, I was thinking, now that she can use her powers, doesn't she want to go find her fucking moms? Well, I think the, I think, I, I think it's the whole thing. She can use her powers, but she doesn't, still doesn't have the control. She's still okay. got to train. And okay. I think that all they know how to do is train sorcerers. Okay. So they're like, well, this will translate. There's some translation here. And then the last scene, which we can talk to after your bit about encouraging stuff. Um, cause the last scene is sort of like, where do we go from here? What happened? Yeah, because he's he's walking down the street and he's got a third eye. He's got a third eye, and apparently, according to Wikipedia, he, he develops the third eye as a result of using the dark hole. Yes, because there has to be like I knew as soon as he says, "I've got to use the dark hole is the only way." I'm like, the whole point. It's the pattern you're supposed to break. You've yeah. got to use it. Yeah. Um. So of course he's now got the taint, and so he's going to be, and that's why I don't think we've seen Blast of the Dark because I feel like there's more. Like it's still it's still influencing things. Mm. Um, but in the first stinger, do you know who that character was? No, but it's uh, it's a character played by Charlize Theron, and it's some sort of sorceress who warns him that his actions in this movie triggered another incursion, and now they have to go fix it. Which means two things: one, that's Clea. Clea. Clea is a huge part of. Doctor Strange. Huge. Like, really? He basically is like, she's a sometime, like, we're, we're in the, again, my marvelous year, I think we're in 68 right now. 1968? 1968. And so that's like four years in, and we've had several encounters with her. That's how old this character is. And she's basically like an on again, off again sorcerer relationship with Doctor Strange. So I think this is the new love interest. 
Oh, because Christina's married and because like Christina's a, a no go from this point on for our Doctor Strange. Okay, holy shit! Doctor Clea Strange is a fictional character appearing in American comic books published from Marvel. She is a sorceress and the disciple, lover, and eventual wife of Doctor Stephen Strange. <laughs> And his ultimate successor as Sorcerer Supreme. What? Clea mm-hmm. first appeared in the Doctor Strange feature in Strange Tales number 126, November 1964, created by Stanley and Steve Ditko. Holy shit. That's so cool that they got Charlize to here. Yeah, because it's going to be a big character. Like, this is not, this is not a throwaway character. This is a big character. So when I was like, oh my God. You were kind of like, what was that? But I like, I knew exactly who that character is. Wow, Clea is a human appearing being and maternally related to the other dimensional Faultine race of energy beings, the daughter of Umar and the niece of the demonic tyrant Dormammu. Yeah, she's she's from the Dormammu's realm. What? Yeah. She's the niece of Dormammu? Yeah. That's, now, I don't know that's that's the, the, He's the main villain from the first Doctor Yeah, the big head. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, uh, oh, and so it says that um, she has been sporadically ruler of the dark dimension, which is Dormammu's dimension. Uh, and so that's where they're going at the end of this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that brings me to incursions. So in the comic books with the Illuminati, the incursions keep picking up. And the big thing is, is do we, there's, some, there's something under there that's bothering him. He's not supposed to have those. That's <laughs> a dryer oh, ball. That's a, <laughs> a dryer ball. Oh. <laughs> Rosie, you gotta <laughs> um, So, incursions, I think you've got a tender ball that you can swap it out um, This is life with all the guys. Mm-hmm. This is just the way. Love it. He's so adorable. It goes. So, what did you want to say about incursions? So incursions are, in, in, in the comics, the Illuminati are, they start detecting these incursions. And it's basically universes colliding into each other. And for some reason, Earth is the epicenter of it. And so it's like, you've got, you've got two options. One, you let the incursion happen and both universes are destroyed. But what tends to happen is every universe has its own set of heroes. And in all of many of these universes, the heroes know about incursions and they're trying to stop them. And so in the 616, the Illuminati is like, well, better th- us than them, and they will destroy entire universes. Our heroes wow. destroy these other universes. Wow. And so what ends up happening is they keep happening and keep happening and keep happening. And again, I haven't read all of the stories. I just know kind of the basic plot. And Where are these stories from? Um, there's a whole crossover. Secret series. War? It becomes okay. secret war okay, because what happens is, is the, the incursions keep happening. And so the way they stop it is they give Dr. Doom the infinity gauntlet. And he basically takes all the universes and combines them into one planet Earth. It's just a mishmash of every version of every comic book we have ever seen. The cartoon from the uh, 90s. X-Men is a whole multiple thing. versions of each character running around, or they all condensed into one? Well, what happens is, is there's different versions of different characters, mm. and there's different areas that are ruled by different, like there's a whole area where only the women characters mm. are in charge. Um, wow. And there's a Sentinel-verse, and there's, a, and it's all in the same big 
messy Secret Wars plan. And so I think what they're going to do is they are going to use that to bring back any characters they want to bring back. So if they want to bring back Quicksilver, mm. if they want to redeem the Scarlet Witch, mm. if they want to do anything with any, they want to reset the MCU, they want to reset the MCU so that we get, you know, mm. X-Men. They want to bring in the X-Men in the Fantastic Four. Sounds like a this real, is what they're going to do. Sounds like a real crisis. For <laughs> <laughs> I saw you going there. Um, yeah, but that's what it is. I wow. mean, it is all about taking all of these universes, squishing them together, yeah. and then when it all gets resolved, they could keep the they could keep the characters that they wanted, and they could just get rid of anything they didn't. Do you foresee a future where they decide to uh, reboot and recast Tony Stark or Absolutely. Absolutely not anytime soon. Like yeah. I think we'll be leaving. Yeah. We'll be we'll be putting on. We'll be tuning in from the from the retirement home. You and I. I also I also thought. Tony Stark absolutely exists in Earth 838 because we have the Ultron bots and Tony Stark's the one who created Ultron, right? Mm-hmm. So he's there somewhere. He's just not suited up. Yeah. Well, I honestly, so there was all this talk about it being, um, Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. that Tom Cruise was going to be Supreme Iron Man. Mm-hmm. I don't think he wanted to do it. I think mm-hmm. that's why it didn't happen. I think he was totally like, I think they went for it and they just didn't get it passed. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to sit with me for a while that we just saw Don Krasinski as Reed Richards. That's do you, do you think, you don't think he's going to be the actual Reed Richards no. when we get a Fantastic Four? No, no, I don't. No. Do you think he's going to come back as anything else? No. He's just not going to be able to I don't think so. He's got his own thing going on now. I don't think he wants to silence multiple movies. I think he's getting older. Yeah, no. I don't think so. Um, but I mean, Fantastic Four is coming. Yeah. We, we literally have an official Fantastic Four Acknowledged in the MCU. Yeah. Um, what, okay, so Wanda apparently, I guess, sacrifices herself. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. You know, she's yeah, in she's the temple when she takes it down. Yeah. In the dark hole. Where, where, like, where does the character go from here? I don't know. Like, there has to be, there has to be a, there has to be a, well, I think that's, I think that's what we're going to get in House of Harkness. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's the next Disney Plus series? That's the next Disney Plus series. Um, I also, still sitting in the theater, was turning to Rosie and saying, I cannot wait to see more America Chavez. Is yeah. she getting a Disney Plus series? Is she, what, what is she? Is she I think, Young Avengers? I think she's she? probably going to be the, I don't know if she's going to be Young Avengers or not. Um, she's really not, like, we've already got the Patriot character. From um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and I feel like there's another Captain America analog that we've gotten, and I just can't remember who it is. But I think they might use her in the Young Avengers. Otherwise, I think she's just going to be an Avenger because she is. She's she's in the Avengers. She does join the Young Avengers. In the comics. Okay. Um, yeah, I really want to see more of this character. <laughs> I thought she did a really good job. Yeah. Uh, I thought she was perfectly cast. The way they hint at her backstory and then just leave it there, I was like, more. more. I need more. I need to know more about the utopian parallel. Yeah. I need to see this character reunited with her parents. Like, 
give me more of this. I love that line she has about like, yeah, in most universes, food is free because it's a human right. If she doesn't mm-hmm. say it's a human right, but that's what she's implying there. Yeah. It's a human right. There's, you know, it should be free for everyone. We have enough for everyone. It's so weird that in your universe, you still have to pay for food. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking love that. Yeah. She has, I'm sure she has a very just. Dis- Interesting. She has interesting things to say about how our, our world works. I love it. I love it. Yeah. No, so it's a great character. It's a great character, and I really do. I we were definitely going to see. There's no way we can't see her character go after and rescue her parents. So America Chavez was originally set to appear in Spider-Man No Way Home which was supposed to take place after Multiverse of Madness when they first planned out these movies. Oh. But because of delays, No Way Home was rewritten and uh, America Chavez was written out of that script. I think this works, though. Mm-hmm. I think I think she would have been one extra thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, man, we did the shit out of this movie. I just... Any last thoughts? That was a lot. Yes, I want I want more, and I don't know that I can wait till July. July. Because I don't know that Thor Love and Thunder is going to touch on any of this. No, it's, it's going all It's going a whole different thing. And all the stuff that we're learning about in this one, I don't think we're going to... What's the next Marvel series? Uh, Disney Plus series. Uh, Ms. Marvel. Ms. Marvel? Marvel. Or, or the Marvels? No, I mean, oh, the, the Disney Plus is Ms. Marvel. Um, oh, okay. The movie will have... All the Marvel. That's right. Let's cool, man. Any shout outs? <laughs> uh, just to, to you guys for making the trek out here. Like, this is a lot of fun. Like, this we have to consider maybe doing this with the big blockbusters. Cause, yeah. Because this is really good. I apologize profusely for not doing Moon Knight, but I think we've got like three hours of oh stuff here. No, I don't think it's that big. Yeah. But, um, um, I will next time we get together. I think that's probably what the episode will be on because I don't know that, and I'm sure we will have like dissected this to yes, death. yes. I'm gonna have more thoughts about this the next. Episode. Oh god, yes. Like we're gonna be having, we're going to dinner after this, and we're gonna be like, yeah. Rosie and and Matt are gonna be so tired <laughs> by the end of this. Oh, I'm pretty hungry. So shout out to you and Matt for having us over. This is great. A little pre graduation gift to myself because I am in the thick of finals. I have so much stuff to do, so much painting to do. I'm glad you uh, got a break though today. Yeah. I'm glad you took the break. Apologies to my mom because she's basically been hanging out with me in my studio. On <laughs> uh, but yeah, the end is the end is in sight, which I cannot wait for. I graduate in like two weeks. That's so cool. Man. Yeah. So finishing painting this weekend, putting the finishing touches on my pieces this week, and printing at the end of this week. Such an accomplishment! Congratulations. Thanks. Excellent, excellent. All right. All right. All the music in this episode is by Ben Sound and is being used under Creative Commons license. You can find more music by Ben Sound at bensound.com. Geek2Dude is a proud member of the Geek2Geek Network. Check out other Geek2Geek shows such as the Geek2Geek Podcast, Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, Disney Forever, You Can't Stop Me Loving K-Pop, The Nerdbird Review, JRPGs and Me, Dragon Quest FM, Mating Habits of the Modern Geek, Farming Simulated, As the Dice Roll, Planes Talker Podcast, and Sometimes Rob. Also check out our Twitch streamers, Capsule J, Bama Shots, Troidal Power, Dean, and Nixie. And make sure to join us in Slack or Discord where you can chat with us in real time. You can currently find us at geekstitude.com as well as on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and most other podcatchers out there. Please leave us a review and spread the word. If you'd like to contact me, you can send me an email at joseph 
I'm sorry, Joe Hogan at Geektitude.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Geektitude or me personally at Epic Grays. Ray, where can we find you? As always, you can find me uh, across multiple social media platforms at RayVargus3. And there will be an update to the website coming soon. That would be RamonVargusArt.com. Um, I'm actually in the process. I've just gotten a bunch of new paintings photographed, and I'm going to get more photographed as I finish them this weekend. So expect a big website update very soon. I am very excited to see that. I'm very, very excited to see that. All right. Well, if there was ever a time for you guys to like communicate with us and write in, this is it because this has just been the weirdest of all shows. Like even with infinity war and Endgame, we had some ideas of what was going to go on. And this is one we're just like, we have no idea what this is. Yeah. We just know we're getting a lot of cool shit. So, yeah. uh, talk with us. Let us know what you thought. We'll talk about it next. I'm sure we're going to be talking about it in two weeks, but until then, remember, keep it geek. 